Welcome to End Zone Wives with Shauna and Jen. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to End Zone Wives podcast. I'm Shauna. And I'm Jen. And we come to you today with a topic that was brought up at coaching school. And one of them um, was surviving the season. And so me and Jen thought that we would make our own list, talk about it, and hopefully something on our list will help you out. And then, of course, as always, if you guys have some ideas that we left out, definitely reach out to us on any social platform. Um, So I will go ahead and go with mine first. Um, And then also, too, this is my point of view. I'm just thinking of it thinking of it as whenever I started this um, this lifestyle and becoming a coach's wife, like things that helped me survive. So one I like of the that. Things- and so in a way we can kind of say this is help could help new wives, but maybe there's a point from either one of us that can help anybody that's struggling in that particular area. Yeah, absolutely. So one of mine from the very beginning was taking my family and friends to the game. Um, I think just being a new wife somewhere that they already had like an established coaching staff. Um, it was nice to have a familiar face there with me um, because, you know, Noah can go to all the games with me because either he was with his dad. So it was always nice to get either my brother, my sister, my dad, or somebody back in, you know, whenever I was living in Georgia um, to come to the games with me. And it's just nice to you to have somebody in the car. Uh, well, let me rewind. So whenever we lived in Georgia, the school was about 30, 40 minutes away from our house. Um, and that was without traffic. So with traffic, it was like an hour. So it was nice to have some like in the car talking and just conversating with before the game. Yeah, for sure. I like that. The few times that we've had our family be able to come to games, it's always enjoyable to see them experience the game through their eyes, you know, to like the excitement they see and watching, you know, my husband do what he does or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And another one that I have on my list is making new traditions um, for your household on game days. So even if it's win or lose game, just like maybe every morning having the same breakfast or playing music in the morning on game days, or this year I got this idea from my friend Berkeley. I make Jonathan a goodie bag that has a quote on it now. So just starting some new traditions that you can look forward to every Friday, Saturday, or whatever game or day your game day is on. I think that's always fun to do. Just um and then maybe also just how you live that day, like on game day, the things that you do, whether it's like, like for this Saturday, you know, we had a Saturday game. So I worked out and we had like family breakfast together, which was really nice. And I was like, we should do this every single Saturday. It's just nice to have like some kind of routine on game day. Yeah. So you can call it routine, which takes the pressure off or it could be your superstition or your, you know, expectation for the day. But yeah, I like that. I like making your own tradition because everyone needs to do what works best for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that we've had some guests on too that say in the morning times, they'll crank up the music and everybody is dancing or, you know, they're just getting in that game day mood. So I really like that. 
Um, another one, which is also piggybacking off the goodie bags, is getting involved with the players. So another thing I started this year that I think I'm just going to keep on doing is making goodie bags for um, the position players. So Jonathan co- coaches the quarterbacks. So for freshmen all the way to seniors, I make them goodie bags for game day. I let them, I think I told the story already on the podcast, but I gave each player a list and, um, well, not a list, but a sheet of paper that had like a list of things that they, you know, like favorite snacks, things that they run out of at school, favorite drink. And so I just stuffed the goodie bags with a few things. And Jonathan said that they've really been liking that. He's like, yeah, he's like, they just love getting something on game day. It makes them feel special. So I think that's a really cute idea of like surviving the season too. Um, Another few that I have is plan date nights and family nights, which we've talked about plenty of times on here. I think that was really important to put on our schedule in the beginning. Um, Just having that one day or two days or that 30 minutes to be together. Um, another thing that I put on there is practice will always be longer than you think. <laughs> yes. Amen. I think whenever, of course, um, I think everyone thinks this, that practice is actually going to end on time or a game's going to end, you know, exactly. No, it never does. It's always longer than you think is they, you know, all something always comes up. So just reminding yourself that practice is always longer than you think. Well, and I think that they may they may in practice on time. It's because there are UIL rules on how much practice you have. It's all the little things they have to do after practice, making sure yeah. the laundry gets started, um, getting all the kids out of the building or field house or whatever kind of facility you have. Um you know, they might watch a little game or practice film before they leave to go home. There's like all these little things that can take the time for them to, so practice ends at six, but they're there till maybe seven because all these little things have to be done before they leave. So yeah, that definitely, and those, you know how time could just get away from you. Mm-hmm. And then if a kid has an issue and you have to stop and deal with that issue, that takes time away from you watching that practice film real quick or whatever you have to do before you leave. So it varies all the time. Yeah, definitely. Another thing that I had to realize is that laundry nights are real nights and that they go on for a really long time, I feel like. Um, so what me and Jonathan did last year, whenever we didn't have Noah and he had laundry that week, I would go up there, work out, and we would have just like a dinner together, which was really nice. And I didn't have to have dinner by myself. And all of us wives, girlfriends, partners know exactly what I'm talking about and how that feels. And then the last thing, of course, is communication. Communicate, communicate, over-communicate, get calendars out, communicate. Yeah. So that's just going to make your relationship survive the season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what For I have sure. on my list. So... To piggyback off your communicate, one of the first things that I do before the season starts, like it's really still summer for us, but the guys have gone back to work, is I have calendar. I have a calendar on my fridge. I have a calendar here in the office and I have a calendar at school. 
And I write the whole season schedule on those calendars. So if I'm in the kitchen and I'm thinking, wait, what? where do we go this week? I look at that calendar. It's right there. And I'm not having to like look it up on the computer or whatever. I have calendars everywhere. So then when I think about what I have going on, I have everything's written out. My schedule, his schedule, football schedule. I know if we're playing on Fridays or if we're playing on Thursdays, whatever. And that's helped me a lot. Like even this week, while we're recording right now, they have sub varsity Thursday night. Well, I'm helping with the JV tournament at the high school Thursday night. So I know both of us will be gone. Well, that's one less meal we have to worry about, you know? So that helps in planning when I have things on a calendar everywhere, (laughs) especially when you have, you know, most coaches' wives work as well. So you have your own work issues and work schedules that you've got to bounce around or you have kids' schedules. So I think personally, writing things down on the calendar is very helpful for me. That's the first thing I do before the season starts. And if he forgets to tell me where the game is or whatever, it's, it, it's, I don't have to worry about bothering him when he can't answer. So that's kind of a, I communicate with myself. (laughs) Yeah. I think being organized is just another thing that, you know, we can add on there too. It's just being organized with your schedule, his schedule, the kid's schedule, all the schedules. (laughs) Yeah. So another thing that I have is don't stress about things that are beyond your control. Don't, you can't stress about the fact that they work seven days a week because it's just the reality. So you stressing about it or having anxiety because they're gone a lot every single day, you, that's out of your control. You cannot change that. The head coach or whoever's in charge, this is, this is how they're making things work. Um, it might be, Maybe you're stressing about the late nights. Well, you know, you know, football nights, sub varsity nights, varsity nights, they're late nights. That's out of our control as well. Um, it's easy to say this, but not to stress over losses because that's out of our control as wives. It really is, right? But we're there to support and sure we want them to win. And we, my heart breaks when they don't, but me stressing about it doesn't help anything or here's one stressing about the parents in the stands again out of our control we cannot control how those parents behave we can only control what we can control myself so that's just like in my years of being part of this like why am I worried about the seven day a week thing I know that's the reality so I just thought about that um Another one I have is don't put too much pressure on yourself to do all the things all at once, especially if it's your first year, like start little, get to know the coaches and their wives and a few of the players. Then the next year, build on that. You don't have to do everything all at the beginning. Um, And I think that we feel like you have to be the perfect little football wife, football coach's wife from the get go. And you don't, you don't have to have the team meals and all these things right from the start. And I think we put too much pressure on ourselves to do that stuff. So yeah, I think in the very beginning, um, we talked about this on an earlier episode about missing games too. I think 
something was going on with Noah or we just, or I couldn't go for some reason. And I was stressed so hard about missing a game. So it's like, I'm not that perfect, you know, wife that is going to all the games. And I just felt so awful about not going, but it's just me just paying too much pressure and, and it's okay to miss games. It's going right. to happen. Yeah. And it's that I have that in another point um, about pressure, but even going with pressure, like don't feel the pressure to do all the things at the house by yourself. Um, because, you know, sometimes it's okay to like, let something slide and you might just have to lower your expectations a little bit during the season. Like if you don't get the sink kitchen clean perfectly every single night before you go to bed, like it's okay. You can do it the next day. Um, and I think we can take that pressure off of ourselves too, to have to have everything perfect at home when we're doing a lot of it by ourselves. But with that being said, if you can afford it, I strongly suggest getting a house cleaner. It is very helpful. Um, it just takes some pressure off of you. And I know, you know, like right now, everything's expensive, inflation, all that stuff. And not everyone can afford it, but the times you can just, that's, you get to come home to a clean house. Oh, what a blessing. And that's mm-hmm. one less thing you have to worry about. So that kind of goes with the pressure thing. And then um, something that I have learned over the years is conversations that you have with your husband need to stay at home, mm-hmm. whether it's about the team, about anything going on with the sport, the school, the coaches, whatever, because when they are talking to you about stuff, that stuff is, he's, he's talking to you on confidence. That's not stuff for people to just share. And that is very important to make your coaching life and wife life successful, you know, cause you, you can probably think of times when you're venting about your job. Well, he's not going and telling everybody about all the things. And so that kind of stuff is important to stay at home. Conversations stay at home. And then the last two have to do that I have have to do with joy. And I learned this as a teacher because I used to have kids come up to me and tell me about something that they love and I know nothing about it. Or I'm just like, oh, yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, that's weird. Like, I don't get it. Don't steal someone's joy, right? If it's something they love, let them love it because you have things you love. So with our coaches, don't, this job is their joy, right? They don't do it for the money, right? (laughs) We know that no coaches are in this for the money. I mean, maybe unless you're like a D1, you know, power five college coach or something like that. But High school coaches do this because they love the sport and they love coaching and they love working with kids. So as wives, we don't need to steal that joy. We don't need to nag them because we're frustrated. We need to let them have that joy. And on that same note, we need to find our own joy outside of this life, right? So it might be, maybe we have a group that we like to be around, a workout group, a book club, a church group work friends, any friends, family, find something you can 
do for yourself, or maybe you just have a hobby. Maybe there's a painting class you like to go to once a week, and that brings you joy to do that. And with that being said, you had brought up about missing games. I can count on one hand in my whole time, Brayden and I've been together, how many times I've missed a game, which is very few. And that, of course, I coached volleyball for eight of those years. So sometimes I miss games because I was coaching, but I wasn't, if I could go at halftime or whenever we were done, I would go. But there was a couple of times that I had something for me and it conflicted with the game. And I went because that thing brought me joy and everything turned out okay. You know, I still got the updates on how the team was doing. You know, it's, oh, like you said, it's okay to miss a game. And sometimes you have to do things for you, you know? And so don't steal their joy, but have something that brings you joy yourself. So you're not feeling like all you do is just football. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I was with mine is just like controlling what we can control, have our joy, let them have their joy and just be supportive. And yeah. And there's going to be times where you're frustrated. I think there's going to be times where it's hard. We don't see our husbands often. Um, you and I uh, went with our husbands Friday night to while they went to scout a team that we play coming up. And I enjoyed that. You know, mm -hmm. it's nice to sit there. And so sometimes you have to just find time to do things outside of your regular date nights, you know, but that's kind of the things that I had as far as how to navigate this lifestyle. So I don't know. Yeah, those are, I mean, no, those are all great points, great ideas. And I hope that hearing my list and Jen's list you guys can pick some things out that this will definitely help you guys. Um, I have another thing that I have heard about one time. You know how they always talk about how marriage is like 50-50, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I heard somebody on a podcast talk about how marriage is 100%. So between Brayden and I, we're 50-50. I think we may have talked about this last last season. last uh, Yeah. But Brayden and I are at 50-50 when we come home, but maybe he's dragging and worn out and physically tired and all the things. And he's like, I am at 20%. I cannot even think I'm exhausted. And I come home and I'm like, well, I'm at 20%. Now we're at 40 total. Okay. On nights like that, order pizza. Don't worry about having to cook a fancy meal because you're both tired. You're both exhausted. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to think. Like it's okay to work together in those situations. But if he's at 20 and I'm like, I'm good. I got your, I got, I can take 80 and we can do that. And we need to make sure we're communicating with each other like that. Because a lot of times we, as husbands and wives, we come home and we're both low and we're under that hundred percent threshold. And then we snap at each other and we get mad because they're not doing something. I'm doing all of it, but I don't have anything in me. So yeah, finding that um, communication like you talked about. Yeah. Level the playing field so we can take care of each other. I wish that we could find like, I think I saw that on Instagram or because I remember us talking about it last year, just like every, 
the relationship being at 100% and what each of us bring that day, we may have to like find a clip of it. I think I've sent it to Jonathan before, so I can look through our thousands of reels that we send to each other, but maybe we can play some of that next week on an episode, just like in the beginning or at the end, so people can hear it too. Yeah. So I think it's important to hear. Um, I think too, I was just thinking whenever you're talking, sometimes, you know, you plan on being organized and having everything kind of together in the beginning of the season. And just sometimes in the middle, you have to like press like the reset button, (laughs) refocus on, okay, this is what, this is how I saw, you know, my planning the season, whatever going. And sometimes you just get off track and sometimes you do have to press the reset button. I think that's important to just remember that you can always press the reset button. It's yeah. never too late. I like that. I like that a lot because we know that mid-season slump hits and that gets really hard. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. kind of veer off the path, you know, like don't snap, don't, you know, complain too much. And then sometimes go a little left and you're just like, okay, let's yeah. reset, refocus, remember. Yeah, so maybe in about five or five to eight episodes, we're going to remind everyone to reset. Just hit that button. Yeah, I like that. I think it's important. Yeah. Well, easy peasy, right? It's so easy just to navigate the life, right? I know. (laughs) And of course, if anybody has um, other advice, we would love to hear it um, because we are not the um, sole experts in this lifestyle there's so many other people that have done this longer than we have so yes yeah we'd love to hear it all all righty guys well thanks for listening and we will see you guys next week bye we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the end zone wise podcast if you're enjoying our content, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Endzone Wives. <laughs>